Oh, hello and welcome. Uh, this is the <laughs> this is the 66th episode of Audio Nautic ADSN. Absolutely lovely to have you here. Some author is away. He's sitting himself on the beach somewhere. Hopefully not lurking in the comments because that brother needs a rest. But yes, my name is Curtis. Thank you. Yes, thank you ever so much for joining us. Uh, I am here with Eon Lake. How are you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm all very excited. I've got, I've got my live desk over here. I'm going to actually do my first gig at the weekend. Got a long time coming. Uh, is that the Wear of Foxman? Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been doing uh, I've been doing lots of practice, but trying to convince myself because there's this urge to go, right, I'm playing live. I must do lots. I must do lots. I must be playing. So hang on a minute. What's it mm. all about, mate? Come on. What do we always say? It's all about the music, it's right? It's about the music. So you yeah. gotta, you do only what is needed, and you don't get carried away and go, you know, put a cape on and go all Rick Wakeman over everything. <laughs> 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 no, cool, don't get excited, just play the songs. But yeah, I'm good. This is the part of the week where things start to improve for me. You know, yeah, it's always there. Then we have this, and then it's you know downhill to the weekend. Mm, always the way, always the way. I mean, you're, you're in for an exciting weekend. Um, uh, everyone's doing it. I think it's the it's the one in New York happening at the same time. I believe that's correct, right? Um, I wasn't aware of York. No, New York. So the uh, oh. Survey Channel, Ben doing that. They've all got those. I mean, man, I would love to go to that. I thought it was a bit later on. Oh, okay, all right, maybe I'm mistaken on that regard. Um, I have to I have to stab myself in the eyes every time I see it because it it really bugs me that I can't go. I'd love to yeah. see those guys play, especially both Survey Channel and Ben do. And Tom Ragsdale of Salt Rooms, he was brilliant the last time I saw him. Um, yeah, I mean, any one of those would be worth the in entry price for me. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Uh, um, that's what you need. It's uh, lovely. We've got some people in the chat. It's wonderful. I am trying to flick through everything here. Usually it's on the night. Nice. Other ones, we are halving the responsibility we're going today. It's all on me pushing the buttons. We have to see. But uh, some of it is, in fact, he is everywhere. Um, he is everywhere. It's nice to have you here, brother. Are you having fun? Get your eyes out for him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll pop up. There we go. Um, <laughs> And uh, Survey Channel helped us out here. He said, no, uh, the one in New York is actually in October. So that makes sense. Hello, yeah. Survey Channel. It's nice to have you here. Um, also seen Abby in the chat as well, which is always, always nice. Um, so when I love to this week, though, it's, it's not all about me, is it? Well, it is all about you. You are the one that runs <laughs> Audio Nautic. Everything is. This show is nothing without you. <laughs> No, we're all good. Um, it's been busy at this end. Um, it's been insane. Um, and I'm just getting through to the end of the month, and then we can kind of quiet down a little bit. Um, Is the, that actually going to happen? I hope so. I mean, <laughs> like, I can dream, right? You've got to have a dream. <laughs> well, you had a mad one last week, I seem to remember. <laughs> it's just that time of year. It's that time of year, and it's summer, coming to the end of term, that kind of thing. But um, it's been, it's been, it's been, I've found pockets. It's all been, I've, um i've realized that it's not all about this space and it's not all about what you can do here um mm. there's an amazing 
there's this amazing thing that you can do where you can just plug headphones in, not worry so much about gear and everything like that, and then just go yeah. mix somewhere. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that because the sun's been shining. I've been going out, sitting on a park bench somewhere and just mixing lots of project files from my previous live streams. Yeah. Um, so some Warper, uh, if you're listening, there'll be lots of tracks in uh, your drive or in your inbox by the time you get back um, <laughs> for mastering. mastering. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back to reality. Welcome so. back, yeah. Exactly. It's good to um, get inspiration and get out and about. You can't write songs about life if you don't live it, right? Exactly. Um, you get If you get stuck in the routine of... Uh, trying things over and over and doing the same thing over and over and over again. I don't feel you really grow. Um, and the, everything is about growth and yeah. So it's always fun to say that is something we might touch upon in our round Robin today. Um, yeah, but, um, what are we talking about? What are we talking about today? Um, we're doing the usual things. We're going to talk about some new releases of a software and equipment. It's mainly software though this week, isn't it? It is. It's a very software-heavy week. Uh, we got new plugins from Spitfire, from Native Instruments, and Arturia. Um, that is there's a lot of plugins this week. Um, and uh, in our marketing minute, we're having a look at Tidal for a little while. Um, having seen what they're doing, they're finally joining the 21st century, so to speak. Um, <laughs> in our round robin, we'll be having a look at uh, perfectionism versus authenticity. Inspired by John Hopkins, um, who you're a massive fan of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, big fan of me. Exactly, exactly. Um, thanks, everyone, in the chat for joining us once again. It's lovely to have you here. Um, we'll get cracking more than anything else. We'll get cracking before anything goes through. Um, the first up for today, we have got um, a brand new Spitfire Labs, another periodical coming out from uh, Spitfire Labs. If you don't know Spitfire Labs, wonderful free, wonderful company. Um, and this is their, uh, I want to say Yulian pipe. I want to say that. Do you say, is that fair? Yeah, that's how I would say it, I think. Oh, but I oh. could be wrong. Yeah, well, it's happened, uh, it's, it's happened now. We've said it now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yes, we have uh, the Yulian pipes coming in. Um, it's a wonderful set. I'll tell you what, I'll play the sound selection and then we'll go through uh, and we'll talk about it. So hang on. Drones are plenty, methinks. Mm, that's a vibe, isn't it? <laughs> it is a little bit of a vibe. Um, I think we were, we were talking a couple of weeks ago about the notion of uh, 
organic sounds now coming into the VST realm and how they keep coming better and better and better and better. I mean, I don't, I've never, I've never had, I never experienced the real life Celtic Julian pipe, but that sounds pretty fucking pipey to me. Uh, as far as yeah yeah i mean it's it's like the irish bagpipes don't they and i've never heard them before i don't think anyway and yeah that's kind of what i expect (laughs) i i did uh download them earlier today i didn't have a chance to make a little video or anything like that but um it is one of those plugins where i think there's about there's about eight different presets um and it's a a very narrow band for the piano roll so to speak Mm -hmm. um and it's definitely more rather than variance, if that makes sense. You've got more yeah. sounds for less of a variance, but particularly the low droney sounds that have come through. If anyone happens to be, um, if anyone, anyone happens to be a fan of Ambien, that is a nice way to go in that regard. Yeah, pull stretch it a bit. <laughs> pull stretch it a bit. Fill out the pull stretch. Fill out the pull stretch. Uh, <laughs> Survey Chan's less impressed. I can't say I'm a fan of that. Tell us, man, why? I, I know where he's coming from with this, you know, because normally with bagpipes, apart from apart from a couple of pieces, uh, apart from, and apart from the name, a bag of pipes, I just love that because that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan of the sound particularly, and, and as this is kind of a similar thing, it's the sort of thing that I would usually go, well, it's not really the sort of tone that I would use. And then I'd probably go off and make a synthesizer sound like a bagpipe, you know, because <laughs> it's not that different. But I think, I don't know. I mean, I was reading reading the description on the page and it says that it's rarely sampled. And I think, well, is that because it doesn't really lend itself to others' styles? And then it said it's played with the traditional Celtic flourishes. And I'm thinking, mm, does that mean you're not going to be able to do something different with it, you know? So I, I find myself curious about that. You know, can you twist it? Can you do something else? It's like if the MIDI patterns themselves are like trills on a violin, for example, they always come out the same no matter what you're doing. Is that what you're getting yeah. on that? Well, I mean, if it's sampled with it, or if it's just with notes, and they, and it's the way that they're played that add these flourishes, I don't know. But um, I'm a fan of um, of the instruments that are quite flexible, you know. <laughs> and I, it just uh, it makes me wonder if this one is particularly flexible. I mean, unless you're scoring the next river dance or something, are you going to have a use for it, sort of thing? And does that explain why it's you know? not samples very often as an instrument because it's just too evocative of like Celtic folk music. Well, That's fair enough. I or mean, is it's, it it's, a challenge being thrown uh, down? <laughs> Can you do uh, some gangster rap with this? <laughs> I, I, I'll give it a try. Uh, I'll give it a try. That's for sure. Um, gangster rap might be a bit of a stretch. You know me, I'm not, I'm not very ghetto, <laughs> but um <laughs> with a very middle class British accent, but yes, the what trap was it? Oh <laughs> um, yeah, trap. Well, I mean, I mean, I think there is a space for it. I think, I think, always with the beauty of um, Spitfire, I think the beauty mm. of Spitfire is that it is sampled to a high level, which I think, mm. um, you know, especially when it comes to these traditional instruments, when it comes to more organic instruments and things like that, because they're multi-sampled to a high degree. Yeah. You have a wonderful baseline, and at least you have a baseline which then 
then it's a sound design session. Like, yeah, like you always say, like you don't necessarily have to always sit down and just write a song first and foremost. But in that in that similar vein of making a challenge, in that similar vein of turning something on its head, so to speak, you know, it's it's not very common. It is a it is a different sound. How can you then take that as a baseline and then apply an effects chain to it? In what degree or build? A, build a chain behind it to create something that is completely off the chain. Yeah. Off the yeah. Chain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, if you see server channels comment is talking about how the dissonant qualities of the drone are, are not something that appeal to him. And I know exactly what it means. I think if I was to do something creative with it, I would probably want to try and separate the notes a bit so that you're you know the intervals aren't decided for you in that dissonant way you know you could do something different with it i mean i've always said i think there's something quite magical about a real thing vibrating and making sound that way you know like pianos and so on you know there's something about something that creates music and sound by vibrating and the way that we hear with our ears and so on so maybe you could detach that quality you know using the library and do something different with it i i, I see it now almost like a challenge <laughs> yeah uh, is it free it is free uh labs is uh labs is always free this is their next installment it's and i think i i want yeah i think along that because it's not sampled that often and it maybe it doesn't have such a mass appeal maybe yeah. that is why it's going for the free stuff you know but um Okay, it's free. Um, add it yeah. to the arsenal and see what you can do with it. Um, yeah, those low end drums. With the sound, repitch it or something and see what you can do. I'd exactly. like to hear anyone who can come out with something non folk music with it. Okay, okay, so hang on. Non folk music, how far are we going? If it's if it's okay, for example, folk trap. Well, for example, as... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such an overused genre. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> well i think the further you can go with it the better the foot you know it, it's I, I don't know i'm perhaps i'm being a bit childish but i almost see it as a challenge now yeah. where it's like, here is a very definite sound that's of a very particular sort of niche thing can you do something completely different with it Okay, I yeah, I will yeah. I'll take on that challenge. I'll take on that challenge. <laughs> you up uh, for that? I'm I'm down. I'm down. I want to see what I can do. So, um, I will take it. I'll make some instances. I'll throw it into Ableton, and I'll do something, and I'll see what I can come up with. Maybe like a little vignette or something like that. Um, and awesome. uh, Abby's got the same idea. Challenge accepted. Abby's in too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, guys. If anyone wants to get involved, this is a this is a spearheaded operation. Um, little vignette, one minute, one minute and a half, or whatever. Pop yeah. it into the audio nautic Discord. Twenty minute epic, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Send us your work. Exactly. Um, the uh, J Bell is also in the chat with us today, so overused. It's a trap. I think that was a joke, yeah. but we'll it's have the to. Trap trap. Yeah, it's the trap trap, isn't it? <laughs> Um, oh, people have been caught in that exactly um and survey is with us on this one uh the lab stuff is definitely great yeah I mean, it's I, always a quality product definitely yeah for sure um i think it's just the experimentation and the exploration um 
I feel like that's what they want. They want to give something to producers in order to do something like that. <laughs> Did you just see that? <laughs> exactly. There you go. New Braveheart incoming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you've got the, a sync opportunity or a job commission like that for something Celtic, you know, jobs are good in, right? Yeah, exactly. Jobs are good. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, we have more on the horizon. We have more uh folk inspired uh instrumentation incoming uh before we do that i just wanted to say uh this show is brought to us by the patrons uh thank you ever so much for being a part of this we have a few of our patrons in the chat we've got survey channel here today uh abby's in the chat as well um thank you for your support um if you are listening to this on spotify or if you are on apple Podcasts, or indeed you're watching this back um then please, and you like what we do, consider becoming a patron. Pledges start at as little as $2. And it allows me and Eon Lake and Sun Walker, when he gets back from Hawaii, to do keep doing more of this. We keep going from strength to strength. And yeah, we really appreciate your support. So thank you very much indeed. Eon Lake. He's here. <laughs> I'm still here. No, big thank you to all our patrons. And don't forget, you know, you do have the opportunity to come on here and uh, talk with us we do like mm. to drag our patrons on whenever they agree to come on so that we can share news and ideas and so on and it's uh, more fun than a chat even yeah. but any support is support and we appreciate everything everyone does including just listening to us very much so um for patrons themselves the Streamyard link is actually in the patreon uh, group chat on twitter if you wanted to join us for today for the round robin um or any i mean we have no sum for this week so everything is anarchy essentially um yeah. so you can just come and say hey um and uh yeah there was something else i was going to say but i forgot because i'm so on the ball today um but yeah thank you very much indeed <laughs> we'll have to see um Keeping on moving through uh, the notion of uh, organic instruments and some form of Celtic themery uh, for this particular instance this week. Um, Native Instruments has also come out with the Irish harp, um, which is quite exciting, um, I suppose. Um, the We did have some form of pipes and now we have a stringed instrument. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Dare I say maybe a bit more uh, positivity coming through? Yeah, yeah. I think that sounds a lot more, it sounds a lot more flexible, actually. I mean, obviously, it's a plucked instrument, so, so 
it has like guitar like qualities it's not a million miles from a lot of the model modular stuff you get from people using rings in it um without putting a signal into it um yeah for some reason i can that made me think hip-hop and lo-fi and stuff so quite a quite a heavy detuned dusty beat but with a contrasting like sparkly bit of melody or something i don't know i think that's got a lot of potential really and i don't know it also made me think of an article i read once from a guy called hallucinogen who made a really hefty bass line apparently it was a cello part oh, <laughs> yeah. how he managed to make it sound like that but it was it was pretty good so you know you could also try pitching it down and seeing what it sounds like as a bass because it's got very plucky quality to it mm. you know yeah but yeah i think um yeah you, you think with harp it's going to be quite cheesy like you'll hear a strum and it'll be like uh you know an angel just had an idea or something do you know what i mean but actually just hearing a normal sort of melody playing it seems a bit you know a bit more doable <laughs> I, I, I just now got the mental image of just an angel just having a light bulb moment you know um and just falling off their stool <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what do you think? Could you do something with that? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I think um, I, I'm not I'm not as uh, intrigued by a challenge uh, in this one. Mm. I think that, that this one sits very much more in the the quote unquote the norm of kind of sound design. You, you know, lots of plucks and you know mm. synthesized plucks are very common, especially in lots of EDM music and stuff like that. And that's all very well and good. I think it would fit into more stuff. Mm. Um, but then it's always again. I come back to it. What are you doing with that? Where are you going to sound yeah. design with that? And the it's a very I was, tone, isn't it? Very clear, pure tone. It yeah. will reverb nicely. It would. It would. Um, um, it's just a shame there's no decent reverbs around. Um, the oh, no, no. <laughs> who knows? Um, but yeah, no. Um, Survey Channel is in agreement with this one. Is he's this one he's liked, uh, and then perhaps maybe even use on the new pole sign stuff i would love that matt um mm. i want to see i want to see more pole sign stuff um yeah. and yeah very much so um <laughs> anyone's playing a drinking game at home some some nobody called sunwarp has just turned up in the in the chat <laughs> super passive yes we mentioned it we take mentioned a drink it. if you're playing at home very much so um the but no i i i see the you know if you could take that and then run it around i'm i'm hearing some form of when i was listening to that i was uh you know some sort of slap back delay with a little bit of bit crush that could be quite really? fun take like you say it's a very it's a very nice clean tone uh, it's a very dirty nice, up a bit oh, exactly heart came out of a skip <laughs> 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 out of a skip <laughs> just an angel just fell to earth just landed in a skip and then just covered in banana peel and stuff like that um but it's the only way to do it so um but yeah completely free this one's from native instruments um and i don't know if they coincided we had this discussion just before going on st paddy's day is gone yeah it's nothing to do with the time of year um yeah i'll that yeah completely um but it is free if you have native access or do you have if you have native instruments go get it um, that's right 
Yeah. It's my favourite audio nautic price band, isn't it? <laughs> well, you can I... really experiment then, can't you? Because it doesn't cost you anything to. So you know, exactly. It's creativity. Do you do you have native instruments? No, I have used um, some of the stuff in the um, the free player. Right. Which um, th- isn't it the case that usually in the free player you could never sort of simplified version of it but if you've got a full contact you know you've got more control and perhaps a bigger library and stuff like that yeah essentially um that's how it works yeah mm-hmm. um the i've just checked it up here um the complete 14 is down from 600 dollars to 300 so it's 50 uh, off at the moment which we're going to get in. We, I mean, there's lots of these companies doing it. We've got Arturia coming up in a moment. They've also got a whole other, they've got their package deal. Waves do it. Yeah. Um, the point, though, I mean, this is a regular thing for most of them. They're on a yearly cycle. It would be a bit silly, really, to play, to pay full price for any of them. You just get to know when they're on sale. Exactly. Um, just kind of dip in and out of them when they come in the right place, that kind of thing. Because that's a hell of a difference, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, the again, uh, well, again, without jumping the gun, we get into Arteria in a minute. But the Arteria ones, I really would like. There's some really decent sounds there. Mm. I'm just waiting for the stars to align in terms of paycheck and sale. Yeah, <laughs> if it's meant to be, it will be. <laughs> if it's meant to be, it will be exactly. Um, well, that okay. I'll tell you what, then, uh, if uh, we'll uh, move on to Arturia, seeing as we've kind of stumbled across it already, guys in the chat, let us know if, if either of those um labs or the native instruments speaks to you or anything like that. Listening back as well, be really curious to hear what you think. Um, because they are getting better with all these with all these releases, they are getting better in each and every single time, yeah. And to my mind, you know, there's a limit to what you can do with samplers and electronics, whatever modeling you're using, you know, it, it's uh, it's good to get some organic sounds in there somewhere just to shake things up. I find it really helps me give, give me um, uh, a frame of reference in a mix to have a natural sound in there somewhere, even if it's messed about with. Um, it helps me understand what everything else sounds like in contrast. I don't know if that makes any sense, but... No, it makes total sense. Um, I think there's something to be said as well for taking something that's purely synthesized and taking something that's multi-sampled and putting them together. For, mm. for the harp, take the harp, but then combine that with a pluck from, say, Vital or Serum or something like mm. that, and then mashing those two together. It creates some really interesting, just spacey tones more than anything else. Stack <laughs> sounds. Yeah, we like Stack the vertical. Sounds. We do. It's, I mean... It's, is it even a track if it doesn't have 90 channels on it? Yeah, well, that's it. You're two maximalist producers. <laughs> they like lots of tracks. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to be better in that regard. I'm trying so hard to be. Yeah, me too. Like, when I do these live streams, I say, right, 16 channels. That's it. And that's a lot on the grand scheme of things. But Yeah, it's come from live with me as well. It's like, well, everything's got to earn its place. It's got to be, a, there's got to be a reason for it, not just an opportunity or a track <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, used. It's, it's, i don't know about you but when you go from the live setting and then you go back to the production side of it you're like oh i'll just double this up and pan this here i'll just do this I'll yeah just do that. I'll just... yeah and all of a sudden that, good. 
then eight will sound better, surely. <laughs> it's never it's a dull day. Eight is better, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really think that. <laughs> I do. Um, I Survey Channel got some interesting. I want Curtis to make some techno blues using Ulean pipes. Okay. Second wow. challenge. All right. Maybe I can. That sounds it. like he tore up three lots of bits of paper with things on. <laughs> <laughs> That with that with that. Oops! There goes my pop shield. All right, I tell you, I tell you what. If I if I if I'm in a mood of taking uh, taking challenges this week, I take uh, Eon Lake's one to make a little vignette using uh, the Julian pipes uh, in a weird way, and then why not techno blues turn it into something from Survey Channel? That could be quite fun. Um, <laughs> watch this space. Watch this space. Um, Shall we move on? Uh, yes. Move on. Um, we have got... Moving. Yeah. Uh, perhaps the uh, bigger news of the week, the, the most well-known, I want to say, perhaps. Um, Arteria has released uh, the FX Collection 4, which is big news yeah, for people mm. who are a fan of Arteria. Um, if I zoom in here so we can see, that comes quite nicely, actually. I can also do that. Oh. Not on this occasion, we'll do that. Um, it's all effects as well, right? Okay. So they have um, updates to everything they've already got. <clears throat> um, uh, it's going out now for 300 euro, um, reduced from 500 euro for now until, um, yeah, until that's through. There's four new, um, there's four new pre. Uh, Four new boxes, so to speak, making the total collection now 30. They have the Rotary CLS 222. Um, they have the distortion, uh, the disc cold fire, which Abby was playing around with just before we went live. Um, and it sounded crunchy, it sounded really crunchy. Um, very interesting. Um, the classic Phil MS20. Yeah. Um, that, came, that was a freebie at New Year's for Arturia, wasn't it? Yeah, and I missed uh, it. Man. That's a shame. They're gonna have to, you're going to have to spend 300 euro and get this now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they've got like an effects collection that's like the V collection, isn't it? So they've got their range of synthesizers that are very well modeled. And then the effects like this that are, from what I hear, also very well modeled on classic boxes. Yeah um essentially um they also just for clarity they also have the rev lx24 which you correctly identified out of nowhere is uh, based on lexicon reverb yeah and they were the only ones i ever really got fond of you know there are a lot of boxes that um every recording studio should have um uh pcm 70s and so on things like that boom some of them it was only the lexicon reverbs that i could really get on with because there's so many of them that's even even convolution ones the ones that were modeled just didn't they sounded really artificial to me but the lexicon ones always worked in some way or more than one way so yeah i would definitely be interested in that so okay that brings me to my um, that brings me to my next question for you do you ever see a use for a rotary um well yeah you see the thing is i mean i've recorded hammonds a few times with leslie's 
and it is kind of fun to stick stuff through them that isn't supposed to. So mm-hmm. I definitely did some track laying where we'd reamp and we'd play it off, play it back and patch it out into the live room and run like vocals through the Leslie like, backing vocals. And again, you, know, you can get a, a tremolo effect and movement on them if, if you mic it in stereo. And, um, you know, guitars as well, <laughs> just to get, <laughs> to see if it's any good, you know, um, mm-hmm. when you've got time. So I don't know that I would necessarily want to buy one, but to have a, a, a plug-in suite where there's lots of good effects and that's in there, yeah, I'd be messing around with it. I would be. And, and putting things in it that, that aren't supposed to go through it. Definitely. Now, specifically are not meant to be going through it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's more yeah. fun I, I, to me, anyway. Yeah, totally, totally, uh, completely. I think uh, Abby is uh, echoed something along those lines. Uh, it says that once you're in the Arturia ecosystem, the upgrades that aren't free are super cheap. Um, oh, yeah, because yeah. it's it's not cheap to get in, but it's proper stuff. But it's good to know that once you are in, that um, you know you don't have to continue paying through the nose. That it's it's reasonable. I suppose it's a bit like the Ministry of Sound in that regard. Uh, or trying to get into the clubs. Um, once you're in through the door, and you know, you don't have to buy any more beer. You can just buy water. Um, yeah, it's only so, eight, eight quid a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I was listening to, like I said, I was listening to Abby's. Uh, Abby put up a, a a work in progress up on our channel and Discord, um, and it was using. The, the disc cold fire and it sounded like a really lovely kind of crunchy Fuel kind of... engine distortion oh, it sounds, sounds quite sexy just, yeah, just those words alone are enough to get me interested <laughs> <laughs> i've often thought about it i know that we have a couple of people in the community who swear by aturia i know hydrofighter for mm. one yeah. he has the he has all the synthesizers in the v collection mm. kind of want it mm. Abby, do you use um, sound toys decapitator? And if so, how does cold fire compare? That's what I really want to know. Because I love the decapitator. And as some warper was saying the other week, we're like the um, the devil lock as well. Mm. Um, how would this one stack up? I don't know. Besides which, I mean, the thing about distortion, saturation, overdrive, and so on, there's a lot of different ways of doing it. I mean, look at all the guitar pedals that have their own sort of character. Maybe you just need them all. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. I I have a friend that, I have a friend called Jack. Accurately, I need them all. Oh, yeah, well, this is it. So I live by the philosophy of my friend Jack, and my friend Jack is always, why not both? Um, Yeah. If you've got a choice of one thing or another, his answer is always, why not both? And I swear by it, you know. Um, if you've got a choice, the disc cold fire or the sound toys uh, decapitator, why not both? Yeah. Why not both? Um, Abby's... Put one on each. Exactly, yeah. Um, Abby's comment commented no, and I, oh, well. I'm not sure. I'll not just sure have to check it myself. You have to put it through. Um Maybe maybe we could buy a subscription and just share it and just you know a quarter uh, or like a third of the year you have it a third of the year I have it a third of the year someone has it and then we just try and do everything we can to just get as much use out of it while we can. Um, that's totally not illegal. <laughs> I like the idea it would force a like it's it's distortion quarter. 
So for this quarter of the year, I'm I'm making only distorted music. You know, the rest of the year I'll I'll relax a bit, but that would be the good outcome for me. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I sort of suppose that creates some form of limitation externally, which will allow you to do uh, some other stuff in that regard. Hmm. Mm. Useful comment from Abby. She thinks Arturia does thirty-day free demos. So if you do need to compare and see if it's worth your while. Seems easy enough to do so. Or well, again, in an even in a in a more extreme form of that, you buy you get the free thirty day free demo and make everything with the Arturia plugin and then never use them again. Yeah, it's distortion month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, David ACF Stripe is in the house. Uh, hey, David, how you doing, man? Um, more jams going on uh, over on his YouTube channel, which is always exciting. It's always exciting. Very informative. Um, how are you, David? It's nice to see you here. Thank you ever so much for joining us. That is all of the news that we've got for this week. Um, but if we've missed anything, unless is there any reason for you? Is there any reason for me to use the breaking news banner, Eon Lee? No, unless you want to, you know, say that there isn't any breaking news. Because ah, I know you like that button. <laughs> <laughs> Could you, you use know, a breaking... hold back. Uh, yeah, there we go. Um, Live the best life. Hit the button if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try. I will. I will sequester myself for this week, um, and we'll Very move good. across to the marketing minute, um, where uh, this is just a quick one for now. Uh, but we can see that um, Tidal has uh, joined the 21st century. Only a few years after um spotify has done it spotify did it early back in 2017 and tidal have just done it themselves i'm using uh my one to see here they like you can Instagram now and TikTok. yeah exactly i know it's all coming the same way uh but on tidal now they have created an artist hub um so this this morning this was blank um but now you can add photos you can add artist bios um and uh you can edit things like uh who how people see your things and everything that goes up there so um basically because no one listens to me on title you know annabelle lee is the top one but you can change these up and down if you wanted to that kind of thing um so they, and, they deliberately put like your most popular one at the top as they sort of put a rough sort of page together for you yeah so they kind of throw uh throw a rough page towards you mm. and then you can kind of like uh, alter it as you see fit right now it's limited um but they are apparently they are looking to expand it even more it's nice to see title join the 21st century in that regard uh, like i say um oh, they just, sorry with the, the high bandwidth high quality um unique selling point is that title yeah, yeah 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 they have three they have a three-tier system um, mm. But if you're in the United States, they have a three-tier system. If you're outside the United States, you have a two-tier system um, where you can play it for free if you're in the United States, but also then you can have two different subscriptions. One of them, the top one, is like high fidelity. Where is it here? Um, where you can do things like um, it's called the high. Yeah, I'm reading off the thing here. It's called the Hi-Fi Plus membership. Um, Mm. Master quality authenticated recordings, Dolby Atmos music, 3D audio. Um, and yeah, it's basically, it's meant to be a higher quality. 
I, I I don't know. I um it's just I funny know... in a way they seem like they're leading with their USP and the way that they set the platform up. And then obviously, yeah, this is these are good developments, nothing bad to say about it, but obviously it's like way behind others doing the same thing. Um it's just funny how they're quite advanced in one respect and not so much in another. Well, I I wonder, I completely agree with you. I wonder if it, the extent to which, okay, so that UPI, right? I'm sorry, uh, USP, the unique selling point, right, is high fidelity music, right? But, mm. None but of those crappy MP3s. Although obviously Bandcamp has flack and yeah, mm. I'm just I'm curious as to you know if you're if you're listening on a pair of Beats, for example, just like your bog standard headphones. And you're blasting it because don't forget that louder means better. I'm wondering. Exactly. I'm wondering the extent to which that unique selling point is desired, if that makes sense. Mm. You know, like sinophiles might no, that's the wrong phrase. Not sinophiles. That's yeah. Um people who people who like sound and people who are interested in sound and that that might be something, but I just I don't know. The extent to which that's in the mainstream, how much people really care about that. A lot of, a lot of people, I younger kids I interact with, they're listening on their phones, for example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. It's interesting. Maybe there's a market for all of it, you know, and you don't need to pay for high band, you know, high high fi subscriptions if you're a kid. But there are certain, maybe more beardy audio files that definitely do want that whilst they're sitting in an armchair with their best headphones on. I don't know. I, I think for sure. Um, I, I was doing a bit, I was doing a bit of research. It is growing. It's nowhere near Spotify or Apple Music. I think Apple mm. Music Spotify is around about 14 million um, visitors per month. Um, whereas you've got Tidal, which is a much, much lower, around about six or seven. So it's well behind. Mm. But last year, for example, it was the most used streaming service in Poland of all places. Really? Yeah. I mean, we've commented before about, you know, potential um, overhead issues for Spotify because of the huge amount of content that they're, you know, having to um, host in order to stream. And you think, well, that goes double, possibly triple if you, you know, have a much higher fidelity recording. So any you know, data storage issues and so on will, will be even more for them if they do get to anything like the same size. That's interesting. I tell you what, I'll come back to that in a sec. We got a few. We got a few things in the chat. So Servi says uh, he doesn't think he's on Tidal anymore. It's interesting. Mm. Matt, did you have to? If you are uploading through a distributor, are you removing yourself from Tidal automatically, yeah. or is it just? Yeah, it's curious that one because. As far as I understand it, it's always been a case of you just go everywhere. Um, be interested. Um, frequency channel, uh, frequency control center. Sorry, uh, is, is frequency channel. Frequency control center is in the in the chat. Hey, uh, Paul, it's nice to see you. Haven't seen you in a while. Back from holiday, apparently. Something along those lines. Um, but yes, and then we find out ACF Stripe. Don't we think Apple will likely grow? I'll throw that one straight to Eon Lake. We're coming back to what you're saying before. Maybe, maybe they will. Um, I personally prefer them, um, but that's just a personal thing. 
I'm not really going to give you a, con a concise argument about what that's about. I just, yeah, I think it's more convenience for me than anything else. Um, I think most people prefer the Spotify interface and so on and the features. It just seems like they seem to have got the UI done better than a lot of people. But you need competition, you know, to keep anyone honest. Um, it's surprising how many people disregard Apple Music because, I mean, even as a relatively small percentage of the market, that's still millions and millions of users. So, you know, if you're going to share songs with people, share a link that, that um, links to all platforms is my advice. But, yeah, I don't know. Spotify seems to be having more and more trouble these days, and it's getting more and more expensive for them. Will other things come along? I don't know. Maybe there'll be a fight about that. But the part of me thinks that this is just another stage. You know, you had the old days of just physical medium. Then you had um, the MP3s and illegal file sharing. And then it moved into streaming. It just makes me wonder what's next. You know, maybe it's a completely different thing, a different business model. You know, we've talked about that before as well. I think there's probably a, only so far you can go with streaming and mm. the amount of new music that's being made and so on. Well, I think that's, I think that's, it's, it's curious to see the growth and trajectory of Spotify in that regard, which why I think it will become the new Twit, Twit Toxtagram, basically. Um, the, <laughs> The Have notion of that name. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should. But I think Spotify are definitely leading the way when it comes to like sociability. They're definitely going to becoming a new social media. Def I mean, mm. that just seems to be where they're going. And I don't think anyone else has kind of uh, caught up to that yet. And I genuinely, I mean, maybe I might be wrong. Maybe I'm being a bit of a, an ignorant millennial here, but I feel like not enough people care about high fidelity in order to switch something like Tidal, especially when there's no kind of, coexisting user mm. interface in that regard yeah um, i think you're probably right and i don't know if apple apple I, I i i don't i know that people who use apple my family use apple but they also have apple products i don't mm. use apple products and i don't use apple yeah um and i don't know if they have their own ups uh did they get ups um unique selling point uh beyond we're just not spotify you know what i mean yeah unless i'm missing something. yeah i mean i'm not seeing any big differentiators as far as the actual product goes um i imagine spotify has a larger library although mm. to be fair i think both of them are big enough to be useful but you know i doubt these days that you'd find one you'd find people on one and not the other especially with like self-distribution and stuff like that Mm. Well, I mean, Survey Channel seems to think it's to do with this digital distributor that you switch to, and that for some reason they don't push the title. Mine um, always uh, have. How was it, incidentally, Survey Channel, how is it switching to Amuse? How is that for you? We have we keep talking about it, we haven't done a distribution for 2023 before. Um, be curious to see how that kind of goes through. Um Frequency control sensor has been in the dark. Is Devon doing drum and bass sets at, and partying? That's what you need. That's, <laughs> you, that, 
that's exactly how you do the start of summer <laughs> yeah. exactly what you need um he also says uh new music uh is being uploaded to services is crazy high I uh, just saw some ridiculous number the other day for some songs uploaded in one day. Yes. Yeah, so 30,000 or something stupid, isn't it? Or 30 million a week. I don't know. It's horrific, whatever the number is. I just think of data centers, just rows and rows of servers getting filled up. Hmm. It's, it's it's almost dystopian. But I mean, that we had this discussion a few weeks ago. That will run out. And the question is, what will come next? Um Maybe uh, we'll have a look. But yeah. Um, it all requires energy, yeah? Unless we come up with some solid state storage system that can power down. I don't know. Energy is going to be a problem too, isn't it? I agree with that one. Um, it is nice to know that, at the other, on the other hand, that a server channel, he is on Tidal. So if you are using Tidal, I mean, it's a good way to go. That's why I brought this to the table today. If you are distributing and you're going everywhere, these personal things, these photos and things like that, um, they make your account much more personalized. And so you can now do it. So we get out and doing it. Um, yeah, obviously good changes. Yeah, obviously good changes. Um, David asked another question. Can we put our music directly onto Apple or Amazon kind of related? I don't think so. It's all through distribution, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's got to be through distributors, I think. Let me have a look. Let me have a look. I bring up my distro kid. I wonder if you can. That's TuneCore. <laughs> um, the I'll have a look. I wonder if you can sequest and choose to not upload. I know you can choose to not upload to things like um, Snapchat, for example, and YouTube mm -hmm. Music and things like that. I don't know if you can choose to not go somewhere. To be honest, I've never really considered it. I figured you might as well be everywhere, no? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, he was asking, can you put things directly on Apple or Amazon? But, I mean, I don't I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I think that's still the gatekeeper situation. Unless your name happens to be Mr. Tune Core. <laughs> um, I, just to come back to what Survey Channel said, he said, I like it. I got tired of paying DistroKid for my lack of releasing. <laughs> Yeah, I know what he means. Um, I've still you can, found you can I upload as many as you like a year, you know, even if that's zero. Yeah, <laughs> I still think it works. I mean, I remember doing TuneCore for a collaboration and CD Baby for a collaboration, and it just mm. I know you can pay per release, but it just in the end of it, I might as well just pay the yearly subscription and upload that way. Yeah, I, I, I thought so too. And the one thing that I would look to be avoiding is is hassle about tagging and corrections and, and that kind of faffing about. I've not had any problems so far. I've seen others have big problems. I'm keen to avoid anything like that myself. Hmm. I get that. Um, I, I've had nothing but good, good things with DistroKit. Uh, hmm. I know some people have not. I've had them both decency with them i think they're great personally but it comes down to experience yeah i think it comes down to experience at the end of the day um but yes um these things these are okay so spotify is coming back to the the matter at hand spotify is um increasingly hemorrhaging money for want of a better phrase mm. they are 
yet to turn a profit. They've just laid off a load of people. They've just um, condensed their podcasting um, department after pushing podcasts for everything. Um, they're in trouble. We don't mm. know how long they're going to be around. There is also Pandora and Tidal and Apple and Amazon and Deezer. Go beyond them because they're just as valid. Yeah. Mm. Very much so. I don't know who's going to survive. Might as well be everywhere. Or maybe we could just get like the CEOs from each individual one, just put them in a ring and just see which one comes out. And then we'll just all use that. <laughs> now, we're, now we're getting dystopian. <laughs> Might be survival. Just them throwing contracts at each other and just like paper cuts, just paper cuts and paper cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, imagination dark. running. <laughs> that is dark. Let's move swiftly on before it gets too much, too much darker. Let's move on to something more positive. Um, and move into something a bit more uh, interesting, shall we? Um, we move to our round robin uh, for the for the day. Um, and this is the part of the show. If any of our patrons wish to join us, please feel free to come and say hi. Um, we love having you on the show. Um, yeah, very much. Yeah, lurking, lurking's okay. But, you know, we do like to talk to you, and you are welcome. Oh, exactly. Um, we are, uh, for those who are listening back, for those who have stumbled across us for new, because we do have a lot of new listeners on our um, Spotify and our Apple Music. So, hi, welcome. It's lovely to have you here. Um, our Round Robin is a segment where we take a question to do with uh, uh, music production, or something along the lines, be it existential, be it marketing, be it about gear, um, or anything along those lines. And we put it to the community. Um, and this is, yeah, where we're coming through this week. Um, mm. Now, I've found this one um, today, actually. Struggling this week to find one. But I found one today. And it I got inspired by the one only John Hopkins, who I know that you're a big fan of. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Definitely. Uh, very much so. Um, and there was a news article that came out on from Music Radar that said John Hopkins spent four months perfecting the synth riff for open-eyed signal on a 1979 Korg MS-20. Yeah. So much effort into trying to make something sound effortless. Yeah. And, that got me thi- and that got me thinking. That got me thinking. Now, if I can close that... <laughs> And come down here. Got me thinking. Hell no. Four <laughs> <laughs> riff would completely destroy me. But I mean, I, I admire it, and I'm horrified by it in equal measure. I think. I know. Um, this is seems like a pit of perfectionism. Um, now, John Hopkins is a is a brilliant human being. There's, there's no there's no question about it. But it did get me thinking about how we as producers and artists, how we strike that balance between getting something that is authentically us and is authentically uh, the best expression of our art that we possibly can. Mm. But then how do we balance that with not being perfectionist? Because we know yeah. that while it's nice to hit good highs, trying to get something to sound perfect you're going to spend four months perfecting the synth riff and i mean some of got it right the synth is dope the ms20 is dope no one's denying that 
No one is denying and it. It's a great sound. And, and, and the other thing is it does sound effortless. But it, it does grind and mangle and shift and so on in a way that sounds effortless, but apparently it took a long time to get right. Hmm. Well, I've never done anything like that. Not, not to that extent. I don't know about you. Well, I don't think four months. I mean, as frequency control center says, if only we had that much time, I don't think any of us have that time to do that. So what's the question then? Perfectionism versus authenticity. So yeah. What are we asking here? I want to know how you personally and people in the chat listening along, how do we, how are we striking that balance between making sure that something is as authentic and as expressive as mm. it can be for us as an RR, but then not spend too much time, not to get too hung up on mm. the, the notion of what we're writing. Let's not lose and let's not be able to see the wider perspective of things. How do you strike that balance? Okay, so for me, I think it's about understanding what the limits are. <coughs> so, for example, perfectionism. I, I, by my nature, am quite a perfectionist, um, if if allowed to be. Um, the, the upside of perfectionism is, is, is attention to detail. The downside of perfectionism, particularly working with something that is created by humans is you can kill it stone dead um you can you can take all the all the vibe the humanity the x element out of it you know and i learned this a lot while recording live bands it's it's just often first or second take is the best and after that after a point if you haven't got it you're not going to get it because it's just getting worse and more and more like uh we're not there yet so it's about understanding what happens when you go too far one way. So if you employed perfectionism too much, you may end up spending four months on a synth line. <laughs> One I love, by the way. Um, or the other way, authenticity. I mean, that might be like, you know, I want to play more parts. I want to do less editing, you know. But if you go too far with that, it might be, well, I can't be bothered to do it more than once. So the first takes, yeah, that'll do. And you don't bother actually refining your ideas to the point where they have more impact. So for me, it always seems to be a trade-off between inspiration and flow and keeping that going and trying to capture something that is good enough and evolved enough before you start crossing the threshold into it, beginning to go a bit stale and a bit flat and a bit uninterested and kind of, so I don't know if you've ever been surfing, but it's kind of like dropping off the back of the wave, you know, where it just carries on without you and you kind of fall off. So for me, I think I'm, I'm trying to balance those things. I think also <clears throat> perfectionism is often based in criticism. And uh, I don't think you should be criticizing while you're creating. I strongly believe in, in separating those functions, you know? So when you're creating, you just, just make it, you get edit it later. You know, it, it's not about having an opinion. It's about being connected to it and, and trying to do justice to whatever's happening, you know, and then coming back to it later. So to a certain extent, I see perfectionism and authenticity being different stages of the process as well. 
So maybe you want to approach it in the way where you get, see, this is me hedging my bets, um, where you try and get, you know, the authenticity in the initial idea and recordings and so on, and maybe apply enough perfectionism. But again, you know, we've had conversations before about mixing and having real trouble with things because you're just going too far with it, you know, and focusing on a level of detail that people aren't interested in when you could be killing a sense of excitement in the music that people would be interested in. You know, you can end up focusing on the wrong thing if you get too granular. So I think it's about starting high up and zoning in as as close as you need to where there's something affecting the whole thing and the impact that it has. You know, if there's a problem there, but it's not having an impact, is it really a problem? Yeah. So I think I've I think I've managed to not answer that question in about the longest way you can. I like it. I like it. I think and also as well, what you've been saying resonates with a lot of people. Uh, Survey Channel says Eon Lake nails it for me. Um, that's fair. And then you know you get a yep uh, from FCC from that, from that model, and he he follows up with it. You know, there's always a middle ground. You have to find the sweet spot that works for you. Um, and just to reiterate for David, um, authentic to a genre, I suppose. I mean, mm-hmm. I was thinking more uh, authenticity to yourself as in artistic expression. How do you remain authentic to you and want to get something that is, you have an idea and you want to put it down, but then, uh, and you want to have something that's exactly like it because that's your expressive and your authentic self, but then don't get caught up in the perfectionism. Mm. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Because on that note, I read the same article and... It, it made, I think John works in a different way to me in that he has something that he's striving to get. I think it's got more of a more of a, a sound in his head that he's trying to get out, whereas I tend to more go, <laughs> comparing myself, it's ridiculous, but I, I tend to do things differently where I'm trying to go with something. I think, well, how good can that sound? How can it be better? Rather than I'm not trying, I don't hear something and then try and recreate it. I make mm. something that I like, and then I go with that. So I, I think one of those, the reason I mention it, is I think one of those is is more uh, susceptible to perfectionism than the other. If you've got a sound in your head that you're trying to drag out into the real world, um, my fear is you could spend the rest of your life, and it's, it's, no, but it's not quite like I hear it, you know, which is why I, I don't do that. But, yeah know what the pitfalls of either extreme are and make the choices that work for you and your methods and how it, how you get motivated i think yeah i think there's i think yeah i think there's there's a, there's a headspace to it i think there's also a workflow space to it as well there's there's a tan there's a there's a tangible methodology to i think and i think that mainly revolves quite simply with coming back to your project file um as soon as it for me at least as soon as it stops being fun as soon as it mm-hmm. stops being something i'll just put it on ice for a bit and then i'll come back to it like if it's if i know where i i remember where all my tracks are going i remember where all what i'm doing at each track can i open up a new project file? i'm like oh okay cool i'll carry on here you know i know where i was know where i left off um and then i go and add those pieces to make it novel and make it fun again 
and I but by that point if I've written a solo or something like that and then I'm like ah I'll call it a rough solo because I can come back to it if I want to but then inevitably I come back to it a couple of days or a week later and I'm like eh say yeah. I've seen that a lot with guitarists and some other in, instruments as well where, where where there isn't pressure and you're not necessarily going to keep your take you get in a way you can connect to what it is you want to do a bit more and when you come back mm-hmm. to it and think right now I'm going to do perfection you, you listen to it and you try some stuff and you just think well that's just seems to have a better feel you know mm. I could it's... do some better chops but yeah yeah, yeah. Can't sort of get the same sort of vibe or flow. It's like trying to sneeze. It's like if you're trying to if you're trying to sneeze, it's not going to happen. You know, if you mm. think about sneezing, it's not going to happen. I mean, I, and that goes into what uh, Frequency Control Center is saying. He says, "Great story about Tom Waits and a bass drum. Couldn't get the right sound. Try everything. Ended up hitting an empty suitcase in a toilet cubicle. Um, is that the perfectionist, authentic sweet spot? I think personally." feel like it's more about the process and that's kind of like Ooh. it's novel and it's different and it's kind of a bit it's a bit weird and it's like that's a story right there you know that's yeah that's the kick drum that you're going to use and that that kind of almost takes the pressure off if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> and if you're working with a real bass drum there it's surprising the amount of changes you can do and then put it in a song and you can't tell the bloody difference but if one of the songs has got you banging a suitcase in a, what was it, a shower or something? In a toilet cubicle, yeah. A toilet cubicle. That will give you the range of sound. It will give you a bit of different flavor on the album. And sometimes, I don't know, working in that way um, is a good way of getting you through the fact that you're recording a whole bunch of tracks and they're all beginning to sound a bit the same. And, you know, if you just go a bit crazy with some of this stuff. You can find your enthusiasm. Besides, I suppose, I always seen Tom Waits as the kind of guy banging something in a toilet cubicle. That that seems pretty him. So <laughs> for me, that's authenticity. It makes sense. It makes sense. I think um, the, there you go. the allegory of Tom Waits is exactly what I aim to find. That's my survey <laughs> channel. Um, it makes sense. It makes sense. And then David says, Perfectionism can be a rabbit hole, uh, much like or just like modular, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. I don't think there's I don't think there's anything wrong with going down a rabbit hole. I think if you are trying to, I don't know. I, I know that you're kind of like a you kind of you're you're not you don't hear something necessarily in your head and then you try and put it down on the project file or anything like that. I think for those that do, it can get frustrating when something that's in your head and then it doesn't quite come out the same way. But I think you have mm. to go through. I think you have to go through that process. I think you have to go through, you have to really go down that rabbit hole of frustration and, and anger and, you know, uh, a lack of uh, a lack of feeling uh, good enough for what you're doing or whatever, whatever the emotions is you derive. Um, you have to go through that and you have to come out the other side, realize that it's not always the best thing to do because that in its own right is growth as an individual. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that make it that make any sense? It's uh, in a way, yeah. What is it? Something from the June. Now, uh, yeah, the first step of avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. I suppose if you've oh. stuck your foot in it and lost your foot or whatever, you know, it, it helps you 
evolve as a as a producer in a way that you can avoid pitfalls better in the future, definitely. And if you've got time to make mistakes or go down a rabbit hole and go, do you know what, that was non-productive, I'm binning it, then fine, you know. It is, it, it's all instructive if you approach it with that mindset where you'll learn whatever there is to be learned from what happens. I get that. Um, Survey Channel says that I aim to be the Tom Waits of electronic music, which is, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's what we want to say. Um, David says, uh, I hate overthinking art, but I understand wanting a certain level of quality. And mm. I, I, I think that is the crux of the situation. Yeah. It, it, it's especially if you're tracking with hardware and things like that, where everything has to be on point and maybe less so in this day and age where you can nudge things and chop things up and things like that. But because there is a certain fun aspect of that as well. Um, I think, it, again, it comes down to whether or not it's enjoyable or not. Are you still having fun with it at the end of the day? It's meant yeah. to be fun. Yeah. I mean, David's come back and also said that he likes to analyze after the fact. And again, I think it is about keeping those separate is the only way that you can balance them because they work against each other if they coexist at the same time. You know, one's creative and is about building and the other is is more, well, criticism and, and perfectionism seems to be more about changing or stripping down. I think of it like as, um, I don't know, like making a cake where you, be, you, know, you bake a cake and you put about all the things that you want in it. And then afterwards is when you level it off and you make it look neat and cover it all up and so on. You know, one bit's about putting the stuff in and getting the raw material in. And then the other is about the shaping and the perfectionism and the, does it look right, sound right, you know? And the, exactly. I mean, and I suppose that, that analogy works. You can you can crop a cake and you can and you can shape a cake to eventually and take stuff off to the point where there's no cake anymore you know mm. and it's a, it's a trifle or something like that instead because that's how that's how cooking works surely um <laughs> follow us for more recipes yeah. <laughs> audio nautic cooking uh, every thursday um but yeah like Yes, so you, you have those two aspects. You have the creative aspect and then you have the honing aspect of it, I think, because we do have things which are overproduced. I think and that's a, I think it's a, a trip hole that we all get into at some point is the overproduction of things, things where things are, they lose their soul. There is a certain amount of soul that comes through. If we feel, if we feel as going to get slightly existential here, but bear with mm. me, um, the if we feel as though the music in which we create is the expression of the universe in its truest form in that physical moment right mm. and nothing else right it's the universe expressing itself through you right which yeah. if you want to join me for more hippie bullshit you can catch me on my instagram um <laughs> <laughs> but it's a moment in time it's a thing occurring a moment in time an accurate reflection of what was happening You've yeah. captured something that you were intending to capture. Yeah, I, I, I agree, definitely. And I suppose that's what it's about. Is this the correct version of whatever it is that I'm doing? Yes. Is this, is this, that's brilliant. Yes. Is this the correct version of what I'm doing? Um, I mean, Frequency Control Center says it in a very good way. For some people, it's the joy of working in the icing and smoothing and the finishing. 
and for some it's the spontaneous throwing together of the ingredient ingredients sorry Ooh. and that that is an interesting one in its own right because then uh i think i just got distracted by david's previous comment um yeah. because i think uh, he says here but to finish my point when you look at it bake a lot of cakes yes. yeah yeah more... that is very true you know because that's where you learn your balance just by doing it a lot yeah i i think with you you learn a lot while you're doing it and you i think you also you tend to learn to let go a little bit of each track you guys this is not not like this is just another track in in inverted commas in rabbit ears but it's more almost like well i think as well when you learn like when you learn more things like things like structure and you learn things like um timing and you know flow and things like that i think it becomes a lot easier to kind of separate yourself from it you say okay this is the moment in time that i was talking about then i've since moved on to this other moment in time i'll round that off so it's it's what it should be, and I'll move on a lot quicker. Is that you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, and as David Atley says, the growth is through the failure, failure, yeah. consistency, mistakes, and how we learn. Yeah, happy accidents, as Bob Ross would say. Um, mm. If you are taking, if you are taking a suitcase and hitting it in a toilet cubicle to create a kick drum, that's always going to be there. And I think there's something beautiful in that. In it's own right. It doesn't have to be. We do live in a world, especially when it comes to things like bass music, we do live in a world where everything is very polished, everything's very quantized, everything's very um, to the point. Yeah. But, Something I struggled with a lot in the early days of trying to find my sound is just not being too squeaky clean and sounding straight out of the packet, you know? Hmm. Get a more weathered sound. <laughs> And it's yeah, it'll be ongoing until I peg it, but um yeah, that was definitely the problem first. Everything was just too squeaky clean and um flat as a result. Mm. There there is something to be said for that, I think. But sometimes you're only going to improve by moving on to the next thing. That there's a limit to how much you can squeeze out of each piece of work you know or each song whatever you know there's a certain amount of growth you can do along the way and you can balance things as best you can but you're still going to get to the end of the process and maybe it wasn't you know maybe it didn't work out perfectly but you know that's the best version that you could make under those circumstances at that time you do that and you just move on you know I agree. And except I agree. That there is no perfection perfection doesn't exist um mm. we can all try it but i think that's the beauty of it everyone's a bit weird in their own way i think it's wonderful um, yeah, <laughs> um david says great topic thank you very much indeed glad you enjoyed it uh, yeah, um, yeah it was lovely it's it lovely to hear what everyone was thinking where everyone's going i personally love the round robins it's my favorite part of the show um yeah. that's why i spend so much time doing it so it's lovely to hear you are enjoying it david if you've got any ideas for round robins, by the way, feel free to hit me up on Discord or on Twitter or yeah. whatever. Because sometimes it is. I'm thinking now. I'm sitting there on Tuesday afternoon, like, what the fuck are we going to talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so, it's something we really enjoy. So I mean, if you've had any aha moments, any oh no moments, you know, any learning along the way, 
or things that have occurred to you through either success or failure, let us know. Um, we love talking about this stuff and we like trying to get everyone else's thoughts on it as well. Exactly. We are just a bunch of people and there is a wider bunch of people who we love you. And so, yeah, we always want to hear more from you always um, without exception. So, so how should they contact us, Curtis? That's a good question. Uh, the best way to contact us is at Audio Nautic on either um, Instagram or on Twitter. Um, we do have a Discord, which is great, growing Discord, which you can find the link to in the description. Um, that's growing. There's places there. Come find us. Come say hi. We're we're a but we're a little we're a bunch of friendly people. I feel. We sure are. Safe space, you know, from all those people who look at you blankly when you talk about EQing and compressing and that, and they just please go away. You know, you can talk to <laughs> us instead. Yeah, I always love talking shop. Um, so yeah, that leaves us for now. Uh, that is the end we got for. But I want to know, Ian Lake, what you got coming up in the next seven days before I see your lovely face again. Well, Saturday is gig day, and then you know. The biggest build-up to a relatively short set and then nothing after. But there's a ton of bands for me to uh, enjoy. So, you know, and then I can talk to everyone. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, beyond that, I've got some new musical projects kicking off that I'll begin to look at, some remixing and, and so on. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to start opening the tin on some other stuff while finishing off things. I want to try and turn that page over, you know, so mm -hmm. get some new stuff going. Next step. Okay, How about you? I get there. Um, we are live so, streamed tonight. Well, before you get on to me, mm. well, I will be after this. Yeah. Um, we are, it's 2121 here. I'll probably, we'll finish up here and I'll go live at about half 10, um, my time, half nine, uh, UK time. Um, survey channels wishes you luck he says you wish he could be there i think we all emulate that notion um free frequency uh control center says he's going to see you on saturday you lucky lucky <laughs> bastard and i will see uh, you there yeah it's not too far for me anymore i was considering it i just yeah i'd love to be there um it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be great for you man it's gonna be great and he also thanks us for a great show as usual it's really nice um we're one man down, uh, so we're glad that you've enjoyed the show. Um, yeah, regular listeners will notice that the old grumpy one wasn't able to join us this week. <laughs> regular listeners know that I'm the young, you know, positive, you know, sunny chap, and then there's this other American uh, old fella who's a, a bit grumpy, but, you know, he knows his onions, so... Uh, yeah, we'd like to have him back next week, wouldn't we, for a bit more balance. I think Balance I think out he's... my boundless enthusiasm a bit. Exactly. Um, he's been sorely missed this week, um, but he's been working very hard. Um, yes, he's got a week yeah. on the beach, so we have to give him that one. Um, he should have hit the beach a long time ago, to be fair. Yeah, he should have done. But he's got there. Um, yep. Uh, Seven chances. Curtis is only uh, a European train train ride away. Um, I'm just yeah. I mean, there's a there's a body of water, but I'm hoping I'm hoping that they might do a European one. There's plenty of Werefox for people in Europe. I know that um, uh, Autumna. He's in Belgium, for example. That could be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. That could be a lot of fun. 
first. Yes. Well, mm. I can see why. I can see why it's great. It's going to be a show. Wouldn't mind doing something like that over here at some point for Audio Nautic. Um, I think that'd be a really cool place to go. I think we just, you know, need to have the drive and not be doing 50 trying to run, run a record label and a YouTube channel and everything else that we do. We'll get there. <laughs> it's fine. Right Rome now. was a bit, Rome wasn't built in a day, you know. <laughs> but yeah, um, Ian Lake, uh, it's been lovely to sit and chat to you. Um, everyone, so chat. yeah, um, don't then trying to go underwater. Yes, technically, they do. Um, there's no excuse anymore. I might have to go buy some tickets. I'll have to see. I'll have to see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe if I save the money, maybe if I save the money, maybe I could fly to New York uh maybe there's that i don't yeah. know we'll see um anyway everybody thank you ever so much for joining us it's been a lovely show thank you ever so much we love your input we generally love hanging out with you every week um uh yeah enjoy it and we'll see you next week thank you all this is where i do that <laughs>